coming up on today's episode of RSVP. I mean, I'd have to pay for that. There's no way that's getting through expenses. (laughs) (laughs) They don't stop for you. So you just literally have to throw yourself into the road and kamikaze it across to get to the other side. There was witnesses, you know, there have been people who've seen this behaviour. I mean, the shame is just... (laughs) And the CCTV. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's there forever. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Welcome back to RSVP, the podcast for event planners looking for inspiration, ideas and industry laughs. This episode is sponsored by Park Plaza Hotels and Events and we'll hear a bit more from them later on. Today's guest is Claire Arouche, who is the Head of Hospitality and Events at the National Gallery. One of my fave places in the whole world. Welcome, Claire. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm just loving this flowery top. It's the perfect summer to autumn transitionary item. No, absolutely. And I'm loving the fact I'm back in my black opaque tights. They're my fave. I cannot wait when I can get back into my black tights because <laughs> I can stop shaving my legs. <laughs> fave time of year. <laughs> so um, as our listeners probably know by now, RSVP is an acronym and the first part is rant. So Claire, what is your industry rant? So I have two that I've kind of thought about and one of the main one that I have is a lot of people think that working in events is the best job in the world and it is. It absolutely is, but I think what people forget about is how stressful it can be and how much work there is involved and how many sleepless nights you can have over an event as well. So I think often, you know, you, you post these lovely pictures on Facebook or Instagram about what you're doing and where you've been and people are like, oh, you what you call that work? It's like, yes, it's work. You know, even though we're going to gorgeous places and lovely events, it's still work. You've got to network from dawn till dusk. You've got to do a lot of work there. So that's a bit of an industry ramp because a lot of people think that we're just having a ball all day long when actual fact it can be quite stressful at times that's absolutely right and you know I do sometimes get messages from people that I haven't seen for a long time and they'll be like oh wow your job looks so fun how can I get into that and I'm like okay it looks really great and it is but like it is really really hard work and it takes a long time to kind of get to where you are doesn't it well this is it and it's funny enough I've just come back from San Francisco on a work trip and I'm off to IMAX in a couple of weeks as well and it sounds like all very glamorous working going to America having lovely times but it's tiring exhausting and hard work and yes it's lovely but equally you're exhausted by it all so um yeah it is the best job in the world but there's lots of caveats absolutely and you know it's funny that you've mentioned imax because you foreshadowed our confession which i hope very much you'll find funny but anyway (laughs) more on that later So, um, Claire, next we have stories. And the first story is your favourite destination. Yeah, well, this is, again, it's quite quite fresh in my mind because earlier in the year in February, end of February, March, we went to Vietnam and Cambodia on a holiday. And the first time I'd been there, and it was the most amazing holiday I've ever been on. And we travelled from north to south, and it was just... The, the kind of the difference over there, the way people live, the street food, the everything about it was just insane. 
Um, I don't know if you've been there before, but every kind of destination we went to was just different and different from the one before. And it was really, really incredible. So that is kind of probably my my best at the moment, although there's more travels ahead. So I'm hoping that I'll, I'll pip that as well. So I have only been to Thailand in that kind of region of the world, but I've been there twice. And my absolute favorite city in the world is Bangkok. Yeah. And it's very Marmite because you either love it or hate it. I've never met anyone who doesn't have a strong opinion. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's very similar to Vietnam. I mean, in um, Hanoi, the main, the capital there, it's exactly, it's very similar to Bangkok. It's just crazy chaos. You can't walk across... Well, you can walk across the road, but you've got to dodge the traffic the whole way along. They don't stop for you. So you just literally have to throw yourself into the road and kamikaze it across to get to the <laughs> other side. But um, yeah, that it's it's an insane destination and just a real feast for all the senses. It's amazing. There's a lot of motorbike dodging, isn't there? Oh, God, the mopeds don't stop. They're just constant. I mean, it was, that was something that really shocked us. We were just like, what on earth? But yeah, it was once you got confident with it, you just sort of weaved between them and it was fine. Just but, duck in a weaving. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Brilliant. So next up, we have your favourite hotel experience. Yeah, I mean, I've been to, I've had a few, but one that really sticks to mind is a few years ago, um, I went to Chewton Glen, um, which is kind of on the New Forest border by the sea. And it was just the most, it was around Christmas time. So it was really decorated beautifully with Christmas decorations. It's in a really gorgeous countryside location. What stood out for me was that when you walked into the reception area, in the kind of hallway, there was a whole heap of hunter wellies just lined up um, for people to just pop on and go for a lovely walk in the woods or down to the beach. Um, And that was something that was just, it was just warm, cosy, beautiful, great service. And they've got these amazing tree houses, um, tree house suites where you can have, we actually had a a reception in one of the tree house suites. And again, this was just amazing. So that's really stuck in my mind as a real memorable, beautiful place that I've been. It's funny that you mentioned Tewton Glen because we actually do our um, incentives retreat there ah. every single December. So we go at Christmas time and it's so beautiful. They always have several Christmas trees. There's um, I, I had a very embarrassing moment the first time I went because uh, I obviously went for the gifts under the tree, realised that they were completely <laughs> fake. But, Felt like an idiotic four-year-old. <laughs> just got way too excited. But yeah, I just love like waking up there and you get up at like seven in the morning and you walk through the forest in your hunterwellies. Yes, your very oh, so you're very familiar with it. I yeah. am yeah. down to the beach and you can do this lovely December walk along the beach and it's absolutely stunning and lovely. And it really reminds me how, you know, people love to hate on Britain and kind of like British holidays or trips or whatever. But the coast is so stunningly beautiful. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that, that really came to light during the pandemic, didn't it? I mean, everybody was doing their staycations and having a wonderful time and exploring their own country. And I think, yeah, I mean, I'm a real fan of England anyway, but it, it, it's it's incredible. That hotel just stood out because it was just, just those hunter wellies. It was a simple touch, but it was just a really great thing. And I loved it. Yeah, so, yeah really they do nice. do simple touches really well. And the tree houses are absolutely fabulous. And we've also done a drinks reception there. Ah. And somebody actually put the hot tub on and one of the guests just got way too excited and jumped into the hot tub fully clothed, which is my favourite Tooting Glen moment ever, ever, ever. A lot of wine consumed at that point? Oh, so much wine. So much wine. Probably some shots as well. Yeah. But we yeah. must invite you and then you can be the hot tub guest. Oh, well, yeah. You okay, you're on. in in your flowery shirt. You're on. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Park Plaza Hotels. 
Park Plaza is a collection of stylish contemporary hotels in prime city centre locations, known for delivering elegant, engaging and authentic experiences for their guests. Their portfolio includes some of Europe's leading conference and event hotels, such as Park Plaza Westminster Bridge, London. The hotel boasts an iconic location on the city's buzzing South Bank, exceptional food and drink, nightly entertainment, and 3,400 square metres of flexible, versatile space, purpose-built with planners in mind. We have everything you need under one roof, whether you're organising a show-stopping gala event, a specialist industry conference or corporate function. Our experienced team will make it a success. Find out more at parkplaza.com. And that brings us on to the last section of our stories, which is the fave food experience, which I love hearing about. I love your tips. Claire, what's your fave food experience? Okay, so I've had a few. I mean, we, we, we're, I'm very lucky in my role to experience gorgeous um, food and, and, and drink regularly. But again, one that really stands out in my mind was a, while, a few years ago when I um, was working at the British Academy. The caterer who we worked with there at the time, they took us, took a group of us to Champagne. Um, which was a beautiful trip. It was absolutely stunning. And we visited various um, champagne houses and had a really lovely time. But one particular evening of that of that trip, we went to a champagne maker called, called Henri Giraud. And it was a small champagne um, family kind of home in the middle of the vineyards. And we arrived, we'd had a whole day of sightseeing and do, looking at all the different um, different champagne houses. But we went to this in the evening and it started off with just champagne galore, as you can imagine, of, of just delicious rosé champagnes, every every kind of champagne, um, with beautiful kind of charcuterie and antipasti and that kind of thing at the beginning, standing outside in the garden with the vineyards just surrounding us everywhere. We then went into their home um, with the wife of the family cooking in the kitchen, and they had this beautiful kind of fire in the middle of the lounge. It was a real party room. Uh, obviously, they did a lot of entertaining in there. They had this gorgeous fire with, with about, I don't know, 20 Cote de Boeuf, just cooking on this fire, um, just kind of all cooking away while we were while we were sort of having our drinks. Um, so that was that. That was amazing. And then we sat down to eat, and there were langoustines galore as a starter. So just heaps and heaps and heaps of langoustines just there. The lady was cooking. She was doing a brilliant job. Very quiet. Didn't speak much English, so she was just kind of ferrying around in, in the kitchen. So we had the langoustines to start. They were delicious. Then the Cote de Boeuf came out, and that was the main event, obviously with a bit of salad and, again, just melt-in-your-mouth meat. It was delicious. And then it followed off with gorgeous kind of French patisserie desserts. But it was an incredible evening. And then the most, the, the, the final part of it all was ending up having this kind of Euro disco kind of music on after the meal had finished, because, of course, we'd, we'd consumed lots of champagne at this point. Um, and we were just having so much fun dancing in the lounge with them. You know, they didn't speak much English, but we were just all having a great time. And then we kind of staggered home back to our hotels at some un- unearthly hour in the morning. But it was a really great night, and the food was just insane. Um, so, yeah. I think one of the great mysteries about France is... All their portions are huge and everything is so calorific, but they're all so trim, aren't yeah, they? It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, How do it you do is. it? I know, exactly, exactly. But just it was just the amount of this gorgeous meat just cooking on the cooking on the fire and then the langoustines just overflowing. It was just yeah, it was pretty special. They really went over and above. So it was a great it was a great night. It's also funny, Claire, that you mentioned champagne, because a few weeks ago we had a guest and one of his rants was 
um, Prosecco being substituted for champagne. Oh. Where do you stand on this debate? Yeah, you know what? I actually listened to that one in a bit of research for this. I was listening to that particular um, episode and I totally agree. I loved, I liked Prosecco when it first arrived, but now I'm really over it. I'm definitely more <laughs> a Carver or a Cremant, um, you know, or, the, or champagne, but I just, I will spend that few pounds more to get a bottle of that rather than Prosecco. I, I'm kind of done with Prosecco now. Imagine being like we're so spoiled. I know being over. I'm so over third world problems. I know it's terrible. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right next we have V for Vision. So Claire, this is your dream event. No holds barred. What have you got for us? Okay, so I put a lot of thought into this one, and I'm not really one. For, I don't really idolize. This sounds peculiar, but I don't really idolise loads of kind of celebrities. I'm not really one of those kind of people who I must talk to that person or this person. So what I thought about with my kind of my perfect event, or I thought of this small, small intimate dinner with a few key controversial figures who just add some spice to an evening. Um, so when I was thinking about that, interspersed with my nearest and dearest, because I would, I would want them there, but the kinds of guests that I think would be really interesting in that in that kind of regard... And this is very controversial. Boris Johnson. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you've definitely picked the right man for the job. <laughs> so I'm not a huge fan, but I, I kind of, I find him very entertaining and very charismatic. So I think he would be quite an interesting guest to have around my table interspersed with, with everybody else. And also what I love is people who have a bit of a sense of the ridiculous and just would just laugh and, and have fun throughout the whole, of, the whole of the meal, as well as just saying what they want and being feeling quite free to do so. So another kind of guest that I would love to be there in amongst this would be Gino De Campo. Now, I know this is a really odd one to ask for, to, to mention, but he's just hilarious. His accent is amazing. And again, he just says what he thinks and just gets on with it. So I think him with Boris would be quite hilarious. Um, Alan Carr, so purely for the laughs, he's just very entertaining and I think he would just add some real kind of hilarity to the evening as well. Stephen Fry, for a bit of genius, but also a bit of wit, um, just to kind of keep keep it keep it a bit top level rather than, you know, anything Singing else. Sinking into the depths. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and my last guest in amongst all of these people would be Jesus. Oh, I think he would okay. be an interesting character to hear about. He would hopefully turn water into wine. And, you know, bring along some free booze because of that. So that feels like a nice mix of people that I could have around a table for a small event, a small intimate event, where, you know, there's a bit of spice, a bit of controversy and lots of laughs. And uh, so I'm assuming this is a dinner party, Claire. Yes, it is, yeah. What kind of food do you think would please this eclectic mix of guests? So I think in terms of food, what I would want to be serving is real kind of just get your fingers into it, get get enjoy it, really lovely, delicious, even, even a gorgeous curry and a gorgeous kind of just ha- home heartfelt food that people would just enjoy, not too... Not too perfect, just something that's delicious and, 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 and filling and satisfying. I think I could probably get behind the guest list as well. I think it would be very, very fun. I have just one request. <laughs> Can we lock Boris in a fridge? Yes, <laughs> when we're done with him, absolutely. Just put him back in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, my absolute fave section, as our listeners know, is pain. So Claire, I'm going to read you an anonymous confession that we've had sent in. Feel free to interject, interrupt and make any comments on uh, how embarrassing you think this person is. I thought this one was great. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Charlotte, I'm just going to say it. Trade shows are rubbish. 
They are boring, they are exhausting, and they feel like they go on for weeks. My policy, however, has always been to make the best of them somehow. Last year, I was at a well-known trade show in a European destination, but I will say no more. After three grueling days, walking miles and miles on the show floor and networking until I wanted to drop, I was ready to let my hair down. After an extremely long and drunken night involving show floor beverages, a hosted dinner and a club night, I ended up at a friend's hotel bar with a big group. The cocktails were flowing, everyone was glad it was almost over, and we were really cutting loose. So, Claire, do you do trade shows at all or not really your bag? No, we do, yeah. And funnily enough, we're going to one big one um, in a couple of weeks, which might be the same one that this this um, anonymous person I is referring cannot, to. I cannot guess which one that could possibly be, <laughs> naming no names. <laughs> my first clue that maybe I'd had enough was when I got in on my hands and knees and started crawling around the floor and under tables, barking like a dog. <laughs> I mean, on what, just like, on what planet does this seem like a good idea? And no matter how drunk I got, I've never turned into any form of animal. No, this does seem a bit extreme. This seems like a repressed desire. Yeah. Just coming through. Exactly. And and enough alcohol to get them to that point where they feel confident enough to express it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm getting kind of like furry vibes, maybe. (laughs) I don't know, but possibly. (laughs) By this time, it was around 2am. And if the staff weren't sick of us before, I'm sure they were by now. But we carried on. Eventually, around 3am, my friend decided enough was enough. He got me off the floor and announced we were going. As I stumbled towards the exit, my balance failed me and I went crashing into a table full of empty glasses. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. It gets worse. Oh! As I tried to steady myself, I made it worse by pulling the glass table over with me, creating the most almighty smash and the most amount of smashed glass I've ever seen. Oh my god, as if the dog wasn't bad enough. Oh god. This is so bad. He's gonna, I'm assuming it's a he, I don't really know, but let's just say it's a he. Isn't it terrible? But I assume the same thing. I was like, this has got to be a guy, surely. Is that really awful of us? Please, no complaints. Don't write in a complaint. Don't at me. He's gonna have some serious woes in the morning after this. Absolutely, absolutely. The bar manager absolutely lost it. But I wasn't sticking around. I legged it out of the hotel and jumped into the first cab I could find. The ultimate French exit. Also, again, please, French people, any French people listening, (laughs) do not be offended. We love you. We're sorry. Maybe this is a very unfair description. (laughs) Later, I found out that my poor friend had checked out to a huge bill. The hotel had charged him for all the broken glass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But do you think... Did he put it on his card or did he charge it to the company? <laughs> what do you think? Oh. What do you do, Claire? I mean, I'd have to pay for that. There's no way that's getting through expenses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I, know. Smash, smash glass? Could you e- put under <laughs> sundries? <laughs> Miscellaneous, maybe? <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd then have to convince the hotel to do some kind of nice receipt for you where it's not saying... Broken glass. Which broken I think, table. Broken yeah, glass. which I think they wouldn't be best pleased with you anyway. So it's, it would be very hard to get them to do you a favour like that. No, no. <laughs> I did pay him back over time, 
but I'm not sure I can ever show my face in this city again for fear, most of all, of encountering the wrath of the hotel bar manager. Oh, my word. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of impressed that he's told that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Again, we're assuming it's Yes, a it's, we don't know. But yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Let's just say they for now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a, that's an impressive story. And I think one that I would keep very much to myself had it be, you know, was it me? <laughs> so what you're saying, Claire, is we will never be reading out any of your own personal confessions on this show. No. Oh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I cannot believe this person. I, I would genuinely be too scared to go back. I think I'd have to quit my job and just join a different industry because I could never, ever go back to wherever this happened. Well, no, and there was witnesses. You know, there'd have been people who've seen this behavior. I mean, the shame is just... <laughs> and the CCTV. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's there forever. This is one of those things where you're going to log onto YouTube one day and the CCTV of you on your hands and knees barking like a dog <sighs> is going to have been uploaded and probably yeah. memed yeah I would have thought yeah. so yeah I fear sure. the memes I fear the memes so much honestly <laughs> like becoming a meme is my worst nightmare <laughs> you can make your own memes Did you, should I just meme myself just meme yourself then it's done yeah. then it's done no one can get me great idea I love it look out for the meme <laughs> Claire, thank you so much for being such a lively, talkative and entertaining guest. It's been an absolute pleasure to host you. Oh, thank you. It's been great to be here. Yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm.